guys, my name is Salma Ali and welcome to Undisturbed Peace, the series all about me. So this is going to be my first show in the series and I've got my friend Nikal here. Hey! Who's going to help me out and ask me some questions and things that perhaps that you guys are curious about and yeah, ask away Nikal. So the first question is, what made you get into psychotherapy? What made me get into psychotherapy? I think... I was always interested in psychology from such a young age and mental health. And to be honest, I was quite woke about mental health from such a young age. Like, my friends hate it when I say this, but I'm an empath and I feel like I've always just picked up on other people's emotions. And that's what made me get into psychology. So I did my bachelor's in psychology at Goldsmith University. I won't say big up because I feel like they did me really wrong. Then I Ooh. took a, <laughs> then I took a gap year and worked in a mental health hospital. Nicole knows about my experience there. I definitely do. <laughs> we both work in a mental health hospital and I saw how beneficial therapy was for people. So I used to do like one-to-one sessions with a lot of the patients there and I was like, oh my God, talking actually helps. So then I did my PG diploma in psychotherapy, no, counselling and coaching. And now I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a life coach. And I'm working within CAMS. We love to see it. <laughs> so how does it feel to be a black Muslim therapist? I mean, I feel special. I'm not like other therapists. I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I'm doing my community a big deal. I feel like... There, do you know, there are Somali therapists out there, but I don't think a lot of people know. So when people see me as a therapist, they're like, oh my God, you're a therapist and you're Somali and you're black. I'm like, yeah, there is more of us out there, but I guess we don't put ourselves out there as much. Mm, I get what you mean. And this is what the show is all about, guys. I'm going to put my face out there, do bits for my community and talk about issues within our community as well. And not just our community, I think issues that young people face. So Selma... I think a question that I really want to ask as someone that's training in therapy okay. is, what is it that you find hard about being a therapist? Oh, God. Um, do you know one thing I've been talking about recently? Go on. Which I, I didn't know was a thing until now, but it's kind of like, oh, I'm very empathetic and I'm very compassionate, but I, sometimes I feel like I get like compassion fatigue. Mm-hmm. And to tell you more about that, I feel like because my job right now, I'm working with children and adolescents within mental health services. And also while I was in placement, I was seeing clients back to forth, back to forth. When I'm outside of that setting, I feel this like burnout feeling because you're trained to just be this empathetic person who's just constantly listening, who's got their active listening skills on and like who has to be there for you. Like my job is just to listen to you and give you a safe space and just to contain your emotions and contain your difficulties. And sometimes, right now I think I've built resilience and I've got this emotional resilience within me. But when I go home boy does it hit me because I just feel burnt I like I feel like I've been running the way I can describe it is I feel like I've been running on a treadmill mm. and I just feel this emotional exhaustion like when my mom's like Sama like I live with my mom and I'm like when she's like Sama you haven't done this or my little sister wants to complain to me oh, about can you something wash up the dishes or something it's like wash no. up the dishes I'm like no well, how do you ask me that I'm like, I'm like are you right I'm I like, definitely get that like don't you just feel like my threshold now in terms of um so even if my mom wants to tell me something, like, oh, Sam, I'm quite stressed. I'm just there, like, oh, I can't hear it. And oh, I feel quite bad gosh. sometimes. Yeah. But I think sometimes it can be quite overwhelming for me. Um, mm. I think if it's my close friends and people that I really care about, my compassion is 10-10. But, oh. yeah, I think when I'm outside of work, it's just, I just, I need, my therapist has been helping me rewind and actually just, you know, 
let go of my emotions and she says to me sam you're taking a lot home how do you cleanse yourself and i was like yeah. i don't know i just watch netflix it's like sama you need to ground yourself and i was like yeah, yeah true but yeah, that's one of the hardest things, I think, compassion fatigue. So that brings me on to my next question. How do you support your friends when they come to you? You know, with just normal girly stuff, girly problems, or even mm. a guy friend asking you for help. I'm sure loads of people ask you because they know you're a therapist. Do you know what I've, le- yeah, do you know what I've learned to stop doing now, babes? Oh. Do you know what I've learned to stop doing? I've stopped telling people I'm a therapist. Really? I swear to God. Oh, I need to try that one. I s- you need to, because I s- I'm with, like, one of my best friends, Hassa. Like, when I was out with her in at her universities and she'll tell people oh like yeah my friend's a therapist whatnot ask mom hearing about their problems oh my gosh i go through this don't you I feel like, don't you feel like the more and do you know i i actually don't have a i don't have a problem with it but i think it's i do okay <laughs> i don't i think i don't personally have a problem with it it's kind of more like um it's interesting how they hear that you're a therapist they feel safe they feel safe automatically and that word enough is just like that's the perfect way to describe it they feel safe and they feel that reassurance but which is lovely um but also very out of your hours and hard to cope with demanding Um, but you know it's then again i'm a firm believer of don't victimize yourself i need to create the boundaries people can continue to do what they want Mm. but they can continue telling me their problems but it's me that's got the problem. Like I need to be more firm with my boundaries. And like I said, close friends and family, I actually don't mind listening to them. Like, I honestly wouldn't mind. Yeah. But it's when perhaps it gets too much for me. And I know my friends will be understanding. If it gets too much for me, it's for me to be like, hey, this is quite overwhelming for me. Yeah. But yeah, with me and boundaries, yeah, that's one, one thing I need to work on. Oh, yeah. Me and you both. <laughs> okay, so last question. Um, this is actually going to be scenario based. You go to work and your colleague is crying um they've recently split up with their boyfriend and um come to you for advice um they've spent an hour talking about their problems on shift what do you do don't give unsolicited advice that's one thing i've learned first of all i'm not giving advice i'll be there for you i'll be like i think do you know for an hour she wants me to be the devil on on this podcast she's trying to get me cancelled guys (laughs) well do you know it is I need to be more boundaries but at the same time you know, if it's my colleague that I'm close with mm. and with me I'm not gonna lie I think with my personality I'll try to contain it which I need to stop containing other people's problems but I'll try to contain it enough but I'll also create a pattern where they don't become too dependent on me so I'll be like okay right. this is quite overwhelming for you and quite distressing for you and I can tell it's definitely having an impact on you acknowledge their problems acknowledge their problem make them feel heard listen mm. to them and also try to contain it but also contain it in a way perhaps reminded them hey like we're on shift right now like if you want perhaps we can speak about it later even though i know personally if i'm not close with them i wouldn't want to but i need to work on that but <laughs> i think i'll tell them hey let's speak about it after work and try yeah. to contain it so they don't feel overwhelmed so i feel like a lot of the times the only reason people reach out towards you or tell you these stuff is because they probably don't have a space to say it anywhere else or mm. they don't have people that they can trust but i think it's trying to contain that listen to them but also remind them that hey you can actually get help you can speak to people about this because one thing i really hate in therapy we call it um yes but no but oh my gosh yes the yes but no but best thing i learned in therapy is like do you know when you give someone advice and you give them genuine advice they're asking for it and they're like yes but i'm like okay so i give them another advice and they're like yeah but at that point they don't want help they don't (laughs) want help they just want to vent out their problems to you and i think that's the type of dynamic i'm not going to enter in terms of 
give them some like grounding advice in terms mm. of like this is what's going to contain you at the moment yeah. but also if it's just for a space for you to like perhaps dish out or just talk about your emotions I can only be there for you to a certain extent mm. and my time's limited I love it <laughs> I love the boundaries yes I'm a boundary queen I'm so bad at boundaries but yeah we'll we'll sort that out later 